This is Fria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. I know, you have been waiting for this story for a long time. I have received a number of messages, including a letter from the studio's spiders demanding to know when I would be back on my hard metal stool speaking words about Little Hedgehog and BB. The studio spiders also wanted to know when I was planning to add a lava lamp to my studio because they feel it would set the tone for them, whatever that means. That's not the kind of thing I can make a snap decision about. Would a lava lamp look right next to my antique light bulb collection? This is something I'll be pondering for weeks. But as for the other request, here I am. You've been waiting right there, along with Little Hedgehog. But before we get to the story, I wanted to share a list of my top 100 favorite species of bats, ranked from cutest to creepiest. Okay, number one, Egyptian fruit bat. Number two, Indian flying fox. Number three, I'm just kidding. Let's get to the story. There's always time to discuss bats later. It's never a weird time to do such a thing. So, it's part two of Little Hedgehog and BB Under the Same Sky. At the end of part one, Little Hedgehog and BB parted ways as BB left for a weeks-long survival expedition with her mom. Let's get to it. Take it away, Zola! Remember, there were no pixels. You will have to imagine them in your mind. And you will have to imagine them however you want. Okay, here we go. Little Hedgehog was riding in the pouch of an enormous kangaroo, wearing a vest made of pickles. The kangaroo was wearing the pickle vest, not Little Hedgehog. Little Hedgehog was wearing bright blue overalls bedazzled with rhinestones. The kangaroo, whose name was most definitely Jerry Jason Quintilla, was hopping into the wilderness, taking Little Hedgehog to visit Bibi, her best friend of all time. Out of nowhere, a tiny fairy flew down from the great blue sky holding a triangle. The kind little hedgehog's music teacher chimed when it was time for dance breaks at school. The fairy kept chiming the triangle again and again and... And little hedgehog woke up. The sound wasn't a triangle being dinged by a tiny fairy at all. It was the new doorbell Mr. Hedgehog had proudly installed on the burrow a few days earlier. Little Hedgehog scampered out of bed and wandered into the kitchen. The sun had just dipped beneath the hill. Dad was still asleep. She ran to the door and called through to the other side. Are you a traveling sales mouse? Oh, I know. You are a fashion designer here to ask me about the costume I showcased at our recent dance-a-thon at school. I can tell you I fashioned it out of available grasses and sparkles. Little hedgehog, may I enter your abode? 
At the sound of Bibi's voice, Little Hedgehog flung open the door, thrilled that her best friend, who she'd been missing desperately for days, was somehow at her burrow instead of at an undisclosed off-grid location, trying to live off the land with her mom on a wilderness expedition. Bibi! Little Hedgehog called as the door swung open. She threw out her paws, and her eyes went wide, and... And... Bibi? <gasps> what happened to you? Standing outside Little Hedgehog's burrow was a very big, very colorful... Parrot. Little Hedgehog, may I enter your abode? Little Hedgehog peered at the parrot. She scampered out of her burrow and circled the bird, looking for Bibi. She lifted each of the parrot's wings. <gasps> Bibi, you have turned into a parrot. I was imagining you might come back having turned into a mer-hedgehog, in which case you'd obviously have to be carried here on the back of a tiny unicorn because of your fishtail. But I never considered you might become a... The parrot pulled a letter from beneath its wing and held it out for Little Hedgehog. <gasps> I love letters! She unfurled the paper. Dear Little Hedgehog, I am now, I am now deep, deep into, into the, the wilderness. wilderness in an undisclosed location, surviving by my wits and skills alone. What I miss most about civilization is spending time with you and going on adventures that bring us joy. It concerned me that our friendship could be harmed by our time apart. That concern drove me to spend weeks training this parrot to take my place this summer. We need to practice that again. I'll play Little Hedgehog. Yay! Now is when you say, yay. Yay. That was better. Let's move on to how to deal with Mr. Hedgehog. I believe you will find Parrot BB to be a suitable companion in my absence. Now allow me to tell you about the intricacies of spear sharpening. First, you find a high-quality stick made of wood from one of the following species of tree. Oak. Hickory. Ah. Little Hedgehog read the rest of the letter and folded it up. She looked at Parrot BB. <gasps> Parrot BB, are you thinking what I'm thinking? <coughs> that perhaps we can have joyful adventures together, and also I may be able to fly you to places such as over the tree line to investigate suspicious aircraft and to see if we can, in fact, travel to the edge of a rainbow. <coughs> Yes, BB. I mean, Para BB. And also, I was thinking I can show you all of my hats in my hat closet. Parrot BB gave a slight nod. That would be most gratifying. Little Hedgehog clapped her teensy paws together and ushered Parrot BB inside. Minutes later, they were standing in Little Hedgehog's hat closet. Little Hedgehog placed a sparkly purple hat on Parrot BB. Parrot BB stood silently as Little Hedgehog did some twirls around her. 
As she finished a twirl with a high kick, her tiny foot hit against the stool in her closet and it tipped, knocking against her towering pile of hats. They cascaded out of the closet in a brightly colored avalanche. Unfortunately, Parrot Bibi was in the spot where everything fell. <gasps> Don't worry, Parrot Bibi. I will free you from this sparkly mountain of hats. Little Hedgehog went to work to free her new friend. As she did so, <clears throat> Mr. Hedgehog poked his head round the door. He held a tiny cup of tea in one paw. What's going on? Sounded like an earthquake in here. Oh, Dad, that was just my hats. How can hats sound like that? Well, I do store seashells in some of them. Dad sighed. Okay. Dad took a sip of his tea. Good evening, Mr. Hedgehog. Dad spit out his tea. Baby, are you in there? Is she in there? What happened in the wilderness? Little Hedgehog giggled and pulled off several hats from the pile to reveal Parrot Bibi. Dad, this is Parrot Bibi. Hello, Mr. Hedgehog. It is I, Parrot Bibi. <coughs> Dad looked like he might faint. He steadied himself. How? Why? I don't even know what question to ask here. Do I want to know? I don't know. Oh, Dad. It's okay. I thought Bibi had magically turned into a parrot. But it turns out that Bibi spent weeks training Parrot Bibi to serve in her place while she's gone. See? It makes total sense, Dad. It makes perfect and absolute sense, Mr. Hedgehog. <coughs> Dad squinted at Parrot Bibi, then shrugged. You know what? This is not really any weirder than usual. Okay. Well, have fun, you two. He went off to do whatever it was he did all night. And over the next few weeks, they did have fun. Little Hedgehog and Parrot Bibi did many things together. They made some origami animals. They dressed up in funny outfits. They experienced great delight having Parrot Bibi perch up high in the shadows, on the lamp, or the bookshelf, and startle Mr. Hedgehog when he entered a room he thought was empty. Hello, Mr. Hedgehog. Ah! Parrot Bibi, you, you really need a bell. And they did other things that Little Hedgehog could only do with Parrot Bibi, like going on flying adventures. Little Hedgehog rode on Parrot Bibi's back, and they flew up to investigate a suspicious object hovering just above the tree line. It turned out to be a hot air balloon. They woke up before sunset and tried to fly to the edge of a rainbow, just to see what the deal was with all that. But it started storming, and the rainbow disappeared, and night came. So they turned around to go home. Even though their adventures didn't go the way they hoped, they were still fun. But there were things about Parrot Bibi that Little Hedgehog noticed more and more over time. 
like the way she sometimes said the right things, but not really at the right times. Like after they asked Dad to let them go in search of a cave that might possibly have an underground lake that might possibly have mer hedgehogs in it, because Little Hedgehog just knew BB was probably finding mer hedgehogs at that very moment, and wouldn't it be amazing if they both found them? And Dad said, I mean, I guess. <gasps> Yay! Little Hedgehog beamed with anticipation. She looked at Parrot BB. I, I said, Yay! Parrot BB cocked her head, then spoke. My mom always says it's important to drink half of your body weight in water every single day, or your prickles will begin to Little dry Hedgehog out. nodded along, but said BB's line quietly to herself. Yay. And there were other things, too, like Parrot BB's sleep schedule. Hedgehogs sleep during the day and do their twirling at night. Parrots tend to sleep at night and are very loud during the day. Phoebe had clearly tried to train her parrot protege to flip its sleep schedule. And it worked for a few weeks. But eventually, Parrot Bebe started falling asleep around midnight just when Little Hedgehog was gearing up for a magnificent adventure. And then we can go down the river and you can carry me across and maybe also we can take a detour up to the moon. I mean, since you'll already be flying. And then... Oh, right. Never mind. When this happened, Little Hedgehog would creep out of the room and go find the photo album Bibi had given her. She'd flip through it, remembering all the fun they'd had. And she'd look, too, at the postcards Bibi had sent from her undisclosed location. She read them to herself, over and over again. Dear little hedgehog, I hope this letter, this letter finds, finds you, you in a state of contentment. It has now been 38 nights since our farewells. My mom and I have settled into our burrow. We have established reliable methods of acquiring sustenance in the form of berries, mushrooms, snails, grasses, and water from a nearby underground lake. We have not made contact with any mer hedgehogs yet. I trust Parrot Bibi has been a favorable companion to you during our time apart. I look forward to learning about your many adventures. With, With great, great respect, Bibi. Bibi's letters were comforting, but each time she read them, Little Hedgehog felt another feeling gnawing at her, one that, time and again, she pushed away. Finally, after many weeks, Bibi returned. She showed up at Little Hedgehog's burrow, her prickles a bit dusty, her face smudged with mud from the wilderness. But she was the same BB. Little Hedgehog, BB, and Parrot BB all exchanged hugs. Then Parrot BB said goodbye and flew off, 
looking very sleepy. Little Hedgehog and her best friend were finally alone for the first time in months. Bibi showed Little Hedgehog photos of her survival expedition. There were shots of Bibi leaping off small cliffs, hiking up mountains, gathering mushrooms, exploring caves. Bibi noticed Little Hedgehog was unusually quiet as they flipped through the photos. She closed the book and turned to her friend. How have you been, Little Hedgehog? Tell me about your emotional experience during our time apart. I've been fine, Bibi. I've been totally... Little Hedgehog burst into tears. Fine! Bibi's eyes grew wide. You don't seem fine. I'm not fine. I wasn't fine. I missed you. A lot. But Parrot Bibi... Parrot Bibi was really great. And we went on lots of adventures. But Parrot Bibi wasn't you. Bibi blinked. They were both quiet for a moment. Then Bibi leaned in to hug her best friend. Bibi? Yes, little hedgehog. Can you promise to never, ever leave? Ever, 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 ever? As little hedgehog ever, went on, Bibi mentally ever, reviewed the other long-standing family traditions that would require her to take voyages far away ever, over the years. Ever again. Bibi looked at little hedgehog. I cannot make that promise. It would be dishonest for me to do so. Little Hedgehog's eyes got big. However, I promise that whenever I do go away, I will miss you. And I will always come back. Little Hedgehog smiled. Yay! Yay! Baby? Yes, Little Hedgehog. Do you remember the night you left, right when the sun was coming up? Did you happen to see the cloud that resembled a lizard wearing a top hat? They both giggled. Little Hedgehog, what have you been collecting while I've been away? Little Hedgehog smiled and lifted something from beneath her bed. Your letters, Bibi. I'll keep them forever. All 46 of them. Bibi blushed. Mr. Hedgehog poked his head in the doorway. Baby, it's really you. It is I, Mr. Hedgehog. I'm glad you're back. I actually, well, I actually missed having you around. And I missed you, Mr. Hedgehog. I hope you enjoyed the presence of Parrot Baby in my absence. I made sure to devote a portion of her training to learning how to maintain the unique relationship I have with you. Bibi grinned. Little Hedgehog laughed. Dad thought of the many times Parrot Bibi had startled him by appearing from the shadows. He sighed. All was as it should be. so much better that they're finally back together. It was getting to be way too long. 
I hope everyone who's been missing people lately can get back together with them very soon. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. Peter Kay runs my website and puts my stories on the internet for all of you to enjoy. Big thanks to Zola for providing this super important reminder message at the beginning. And thank you to the listeners who provided sound effects used in this story. Thank you, Grace, Ellie, and Chloe. And thank you, as always, for listening in.